0: This is Speak the Truth with Troy. I'm Troy Outlaw. Welcome, Ben Benito. Well, the Super Bowl is over. Some people are happy. Some people are sad. I'm indifferent. I wanted the San Francisco 49ers to win, but it was Patrick Mahomes, right? Anyway, we had a great time at the Super Bowl experience. Just awesome time. Got to meet T. Higgins. Got a chance to uh, shoot my shot. Him coming to the Steelers. He's a free agent. <laughs> uh, then got this uh, football that's over my shoulder. What I paid for it. Uh, so, uh, Roger Goodell should have uh, signed it himself. But anyway, we just had a great we had a great weekend. Went to see Cool in the game. I got uh, videos on my shorts. On cooling the game and our Super Bowl experience. And the Super Bowl experience was gonna be as close as we we're going to the Super Bowl at ten thousand dollars a short uh, a shot, you know. Sunday when when we checked, it was it was five thousand dollars. That had gone down to five thousand dollars a ticket. That's a good deal, right? Yeah, right. Anyway, um, the Super Bowl. Oh, before uh, before I move on to the Super Bowl, uh, there's a restaurant called Flankers inside the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Awesome food. Awesome food. Just it's a short menu. Not a Not a big menu, but food is good. I I highly suggest it. Flankers in Mandalay Bay. The Super Bowl. I've been seeing analysts talk about what went wrong, what San Francisco did wrong. They lost. (laughs) They played Patrick Mahomes and they lost. The only thing... When that game went into overtime, that was it. That game was over. That's when Patrick Mahomes went into Patrick Mahomes mode. And you weren't going to beat him. Just like if you remember that Bills game and Chiefs game, playoff game, a few years ago, where Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen was trading touchdowns like I mean, touchdown after touchdown. Just crazy. And Brock Purdy wasn't going to be able to do that. So with the overtime rules for Super Bowl, even if the team scores a touchdown, the other team gets a chance. So even if the 49ers had scored a touchdown, the, ch- the ch- <laughs> the Chiefs was going to come back and score another touchdown. So, was Brock Purdy going to be able to go touchdown for touchdown with Patrick Mahomes? I don't think so. I think that game was over when it went in overtime. And that the field goal that they settled for, you know, that was the the tackles' fault. Really, it, it was just it was just a simple miss, uh, just a bad play on the tackles' fault. For some reason, uh, he missed his assignment. He missed his blocking assignment. He was supposed to block Chris Jones. It was man for man. He was supposed to block Chris Jones. Uh, Kittle was. Kittle was the tight end. Kittle blocked his man. The guard blocked his man. This guy was supposed to block Chris Jones. And for some reason, he didn't. And, you know, Chris Jones, Brock Purdy didn't have a chance. And by the way, Brock Purdy, that young man... First of all, you're talking about a guy who played his first Super Bowl, played his first full season because his first season, I remember um, uh, Trey Lance and Jimmy G got hurt. So he came in third string after those two got hurt. So he really didn't play a full season that first season. And played great until he got hurt by the Eagles in that championship game. So, for that young man to play the way he played, you know, um, I would have been throwing up. You know, I don't see how come he wasn't throwing up on the field, a rookie. You know, and here you got. A rookie with the 49ers going against a guy who's been in four Super Bowls. Well, this was Sunday, was his fourth Super Bowl. Yeah, won one, uh, lost one against Brady, uh, won third one against the Eagles last year, and second time in the Super Bowl against the 49ers, beat him a second time. And there's no telling how many playoff games this guy's won, you know. So just whatever the analysts say, 49ers wasn't going to win that game when it went in overtime. And I saw where Shanahan, Fighters D.C. I've seen those type leaders who always has to blame somebody. They lost. This is the same defense that shut down the Detroit Lions in that game, in that playoff game. Second half shut them down. Same defense that shut down Patrick Mahomes in the first half. But you're firing this guy because you need somebody to blame. Good leader, right? Yeah. They wasn't gonna win that game. Period. They let it win in the overtime. That was it. That was a wrap. Um, the college football nil has it changed football, college football forever. I know a lot of people was moving away from the NFL to go to college football because of the what would you say not the mess that the NFL brings with all these millionaire players that they have. It was simple uh, amateur uh, good hard-hitting college football. But now, the NIL, and those who don't know what the NIL means, it was voted on by the Supreme Court in uh, June of 21, and the Supreme Court ruled that college players are able to be compensated for their name, image, and likeness meaning uh, they can have a commercial with a restaurant, they can do a commercial with, uh, you know, car dealerships. What I didn't know about the NIL is that they can get agents. They can hire agents to get deals for them, get endorsements for them. And what's really cool about it is, after their college season is over with, the contract with the agent is over. The contract doesn't if if they're good enough to play in the NFL, the contract doesn't fall over into the NFL. It's null and void. So if the college player wants to get another agent when he goes into the NFL, then he can do that. I think that was a NFL PA thing there. Um, they say that you know, it's rumored that Nick Saban uh, may have retired because of the NFL and the transfer portal. You know, don't forget about the transfer portal. That's a thing too. And listening to Nick Saban and and Dion Sanders, I think it's I think it's a real issue. I think it's a real issue. Deion, one of the reasons Deion Sanders wouldn't go to the NFL is because of not being able to control high dollar players. He's millionaires. Well, college players, you look at his own son, Shadur Sanders, making millions off endorsements. Millions. So that throws a monkey wrench in the NCAA plans because they always enjoyed the control that they had of the players with uh, just being able to use your scholarship. Now I don't think that they, that they can well I know that they still can't under the NCA rules they still can't be paid to play like a professional player. But, you know, when you're making millions off endorsements, you don't need to pay them to play. Um, The good thing, I was thinking about some good things and bad things. Out of that, of course, you got millionaire college players. That can't be good. And then you got what I don't even know how many players on a college team these days, maybe 80, maybe near a hundred players on a college team. and, And, you know, what about them? What about the fairness of it? But, you know, like my wife said, life's not fair. You got quarterbacks in the NFL is making 50, 60 million and running backs who get their ass beat every Sunday making five, six and seven million. So how's that fair? Um, What it does for, for the athlete money gives them opportunities that they wouldn't have and just getting, just being on a scholarship. Some of these athletes' families are poor, poor. As some athletes live, you know, living in their cars when they're not in the dorm. So it gives them money. It gives them opportunity, uh, opportunity to market themselves they they learn marketing skills from their agents and working with these entities uh, gives them autonomy to do what they want to do with with their image and likeness name Im- image and likeness so it gives them you know the nil gives them a, a, a lot of opportunities to you know, to advance themselves, grow. So I, I really can't be mad at that. You know, you got Sexy Red making millions, and these college students, you know, you know, banging their heads, you know, abusing their bodies, Saturday after Saturday or Friday, and uh, just getting a scholarship. So I can't really be mad at that. I could have, I could imagine Reggie Bush. <laughs> you know, if he had been in the in the NIL, time, he he already was getting paid anyway. If he had been in the NIL, he wouldn't even have to go to the NFL. You know, if he had been in the NIL time, that guy he would have made so much money. So, like Nick Saber, I'm sorry, not like Nick Saban, and other coaches, who doesn't see anything good out of this, sees it as more of a headache and a problem. You know what? What are you gonna do? I don't think it's ever gonna go back. I think it's a change that's gonna stay. It's like that rap, <laughs> you know, it ain't going nowhere. It's like sexy red. <laughs> There'll be another sexy red that comes in after her. So I don't think I don't think I don't think the NIL and the transfer portal the transfer portal reminds me of free agency. If you don't like the college that you're playing, you can enter what they call a transfer portal and go to another college if a college will pick you up. Just like the free agency. You can go to another team if another team picks you up. There's a lot of NFL players that enter free agency that never gets picked up. So, if you're in college and you enter the transfer portal, you're taking a chance. Anyway, that's it for me today. Please like and subscribe. You can view my YouTube channel or my uh, video on Spotify, Amazon, uh, Apple, anywhere just about you do your podcast listening. And as always, speak the truth, even if it makes your voice shake. Until next time, thank you.